0: What up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Safari Steve, and this is going to be an all over the place kind of episode, and um, I'm going to touch up on a lot of brief topics. Um, primarily, this episode is concerning China. Um, this subject kind of it's been on my mind for quite a bit now, and it disturbs me for what's to come. In this decade, I mean, in the past, it's it's been hit and misses. Um, when when the first uh, when Russia invaded Ukraine, um, that was something that kind of jarred everything for me. I mean, when when Russia invaded Crimea back, um, I don't know, two thousand fourteen, I think, or two thousand thirteen. It was kind of a Kickstarter for me, but I thought to myself, when you, Russia really invaded Ukraine, and then I kept seeing articles about China invading Taiwan, I just saw this as a, a way to. It's almost like the Axis type of thing when you had. Except it was more fo- uh, focused, like when you had Germany invading Poland, you know, Czech. Um, Great Britain, Russia all at the same time But in this case it's Russia invades Ukraine, then China invades Taiwan, then you have Iran Doing whatever Iran is doing And then you have um, Palestine Or Israel, whatever you want to call it You know, that thing Is kicking up And so In a sense you're If you're looking at it like Things are kicking up here and there, and now we have potentially Yemen having issues, even though there's been a conflict there for a while, but apparently it's kicking up towards the U.S. being involved again. And then you have um, just, I don't know, just seems like everyone's arming up for war in this decade is going to be very concerning. Um, I guess to start off here, um, I've been seeing things show up. What wanted me to start this uh, episode is I saw something show up on my news feed, which I, I, I'm skeptical when it comes to it, especially if it's a third-party, fourth-party type of source, and it's only like throwing you a little teaser here, or war propaganda, whatever. It was saying that China has a recruiting issue when it comes to their rocket force and if you don't know what that is the rocket force the PLARF uh, what they do is play a critical role in maintaining China's national sovereignty and security it comprises of nuclear missiles conventional missile support forces and subordinate missile bases in line with strategic requirements of having both nuclear and conventional capabilities in determining wars in, you know, all battle spaces. Um, they enhance their incredible and reliable capabilities of nuclear deterrence and counterattacks, when they try to strengthen, intimidate, long-range precision, strike forces, and enhance their strategic counterbalance capabilities so as to build a strong modernized rocket force. Anyways, that was a mouthful. Uh, um, the recent thing I heard that came about two days ago was they were having corruption in their leadership, whatever that may detail. It's kind of hard when it comes to China because you don't really know what's true or what's false. It just seems like they have really kind of shrouded themselves in a way where it's kind of like their own little iron curtain, but it's to the rest of the world. We get Detailed information about them, but it's skeptical of the accuracy of that information. Um, I'm gonna touch up on this little brief history here of uh, our relations with China. It's it's really the uh, the oldest source as far as I found. I'm sure there's more information, but the oldest source of the U.S. Um doing trade work with China started in 1784. And from that time it, you know, um, events have transpired from like 18, or 1787 to 1805 to 1840 to 1842. That's the time of the Opium Wars. And pretty much it's um, colonial colonialists like uh, France, Britain, mainly Britain, And then the US and then Russia had a part to play in it too. And I forgot another country, but pretty much drugging the Chinese and selling them drugs, picking up drugs from places like Turkey and selling it for a lot more. And getting it's pretty much a drug war. And the money kept flowing when you got addicts. And so, um, and then from that, you got 1899 to 1900. Um, Pretty much trade agreements that opened up more ports in China for the U.S. to make trade with them. But then everything breaks down in the 1950s um, when the Korean War begins and the U.S. and China breaks all trade relations. Because pretty much in the Korean War, the U.S. wasn't just killing Korean North Korean soldiers, they were k- killing Chinese soldiers. Um, and then eventually... 1972 US and china trade relations resume and then diplomatic relations start kicking off in around uh, 1979 and to go about I'm gonna bring up 2022 uh things um, a GDP stuff and percentages like you can get caught in the details of that but I'm gonna bring up all the things that we trade with and this is gonna be a long list here um, so bear with me so things that we do get imports from China are electronics, machinery, nuclear reactors, boilers toys, games, sport, sports stuff furniture, lighting, signs, prefabricated buildings plastics, vehicles and railway, tramway Iron, steel, footwear, gaiters, and the like. Organic chemicals, optical, photo, technical, medical um, apparatuses. I don't know what that means when it comes to apparatuses. Um, Apparel, like t-shirts, clothing, pants, um, socks, um, knit or crocheted. Um, Textiles, articles, like worn clothing that's interesting pre-worn clothing uh, a lot of pharmaceutical products um, this is stuff from 2022 so you know things are different now but more about the same just the percentages and how much billions of dollars that goes into it um, <sighs> commodities um miscellaneous Um, base metals, miscellaneous chemical products, miscellaneous manufactured articles, leather, animal gut, harness, travel goods, tools, culinary stuff like, um, knives and, you know, flatheads, drills, aluminum, rubber, paper, paper board, um, pulp, um, glass, glassware, wood and, um, wood charcoal, ceramics, um, Bird skin, feathers, artificial flowers, human hair. That's weird. Printed books, newspapers, pictures. Um, inorganic chemicals. Precious metals, compounds and isotopes. Um, pearls, precious stones, metals, coins. Headgear, fish. Uh, I cannot pronounce that word. Mollusks, aquatic invertebrates. Oh, crust crustesins i don't know what that is weird sorry i can't pronounce it stuff <clears throat> cough uh railway tramway locomotives rolling stocks equipment stone plaster cement as, asbestos my mica i don't know what mica is that's a new word uh, essential oils, perfumes, cosmetics, uh, toiletries, vegetables, fruits, nuts, and food preparations. And I think I said iron and steel before, but they also provide explosives, pyrotechnics, matches, pyrophorbics, umbrellas, walking sticks, seat sticks, whips, miscellaneous edible preparations, musical instruments, parts, accessories, soaps, lubricants, blacks, candles... Molding, pastes, copper, uh, whatever wadding is. Oh, wadding. Felts, um, non-wovens, yarn, twine, cordages. um, Clocks, watches, aircraft, spacecraft. That's disturbing. Uh, Salt, sulfur, uh, sulfur, earth, stone, plaster, lime. I've already said some of these things. Lime and plaster, cement. I wonder if they're just doing this in bundles here. Um, modified starches, glues, enzymes, carpet, floor, floor coverings, um, laminated textiles and fabrics, tanning, dyeing, extracts, uh, derivative pigmentations. That's interesting. Edible vegetables. Edible vegetables. Hmm. Certain roots, tubers, uh, residue waste food industry animal fodder man-made filaments meat fish seafood preparations lac, gum resins um plate, um plate plating material okay okay basket work special woven and tuft fabric lace tapestry Knitted crochet, I already went through crochets. Cereals, interesting. Flour, starch, milk preparations. Coffee, tea, mats, spices, minerals, fuels, oils, distillation products, arms, and ammunition. Parts and accessories. That's another disturbing one. Arms and ammunitions. In that section here, okay, it's saying markets. So if I'm saying markets, um, for pricing that's what it's fallen under and hopefully you understand what that means more than I do. Um two two um, two hundred and forty six point ninety six million. Interesting. Um, products of animal origin. Uh, I don't know what that means. Probably word Oh stuff coming from animals essentially. Man made staples and fibers, oil seeds Organic fruits, grains, seeds, fruits, uh, sugars, um, edible fruits. Uh, It seems like some of these things are on repeat, but ships, boats, and other floating structures, lead, tobacco, manufactured tobacco, zinc, live trees, plants, bulbs, roots, cut flowers, works of art, collection, uh, antiques, ore, slag, and ash, nickel, cotton, Animal vegetables, fats, and oils. I've already said that. Cleavage products. Beverage. Spirits and vinegar? Spirits and vinegar. Oh. Fertilizer. Mailing products. Malt. Starch. Inland. wheat gluten. Cereals. I already said cereals. Uh, we're almost done here. Sorry. Uh, furskins. Fur. Uh, manufacturers. Cocoa. Uh, preparations tin cork and articles of cork, silk rawhide skins and other fur skins leather dairy products eggs honey edible products pulp of wood fibrous cell cellulosis cellulosic material waste meat and edible meat awful whatever offal means live animals Wool, animal hair, horse hair, yarn fabric. I already said those. So, we got all that. That whole big list of um, imports coming from China. And that's not... That's like... There's still very little of it. Um, what's disturbing is once some of it, you know, refers to like arms and ammunition. Or from what I've heard is the fentanyl stuff. You know, things being fentanyl-based, like the drugs, and that's coming into the U.S. And I've heard that some of that stuff's coming from Mexico, too, and uh, South American countries. But since it's an open border, why not? Whatever, I guess. Um. With that being said, that we're so entwined with them, especially from you know, the nineteen seventies when you have people like Mao and Kissinger, and you have Nixon, and then you have Johnson, and then you have Carter. And I'm not saying they're to blame by any means, but they're part of this trade and diplomatic relations. And the what I'm trying to get at is there is um, a certain thing, oh God, where I'm trying to find the right word for it. It's called debt trap diplomacy. And debt trap is to describe a debt carried out in the bilateral relations between countries with often alleged negative intent. It involves one creditor country intentionally extending excessive credit to another debtor country with alleged intentions of extracting economical or political concessions from the debtor's country when it becomes unable to honor its debts and obligations. The condition of the loans are often not made public with the loaned money commonly used to pay the contractors from the creditors country. Although the terms apply to the lending practices of many countries, it is current most commonly associated with the People's Republic of China. Recently, used a bilateral agreements through China's Belt and Road Initiative have furthered this association, especially in relig- relations to commodity-backed loans and developing nations. So um, I'll give you one example here. It shows here um, the alleged victims are poor countries, mostly in Africa. And then some applied, it looks like applied to Greece too. Well, the point point is um, is when you're so when you're in debt with a country like China, which the U.S. is, and then they start buying up land in the U.S. Could you imagine the tables of turn? Let's like imagine World War Two right for right now. What if the U.S. owned bits and pieces of land? inside Japan during the 1940s. And we just kept shipping stuff indirectly into there, and we had a foothold into their country. We could just bypass all that island hopping of war, and we had stuff like that. Let me take that back. What if we had that piece of land in the 1930s when we weren't at war with Japan? We had diplomatic relations going, before the oil embargo before like, like before putting baby in a corner type of stuff? What if we just kept funneling all our stuff on Japan's land in the 1930s and then all of a sudden we decided to break out and when they declared war, they we do something over there that we had hit something in the heart of their land. Well, what do you think is happening in the. US now? Or potentially might happen. If they're buying up land in the U.S. and then they have their own police station in New York. The friggin' blimp that's been flying over and we let it happen. Why? Why did we roll over and let that happen? I don't know all the information. I will probably never know. Because it's, you know, national security stuff. But it seems like... It's piss down my back and tell me it's raining type of scenario. And it's going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. And what's even more concerning, it's a good, in a sense, it's a good thing if you look at it on a face value. But here's something, an article that was released on December 14th of 2023. Is Congress passes a fiscal 2024 defense spending bill? pay to raise for service members. Um, It authorizes 5.2% pay to increase for service members and civilian employees. Um, But it invests in America's national security and military power projections to meet the challenges of the 21st century. Um, This is coming from Major General Pat Ryder during his uh, briefing. So, the Authorization Act um, is pretty much, at this point in time, was eight eight hundred and forty one point four billion dollars in the Department of Defense. If that doesn't tell you that you know this preparation for something's coming, something's coming. Poland is getting more armed up with. Um, I mean, this is this is topics about China, but. When you see the signs of Poland arming German, Germany and Poland having um, another year, uh, NATO groups uh, doing agreements in um, defense, because it sounds like I don't know all the information Just saying here, but it sounds like we're pulling less money out of Ukraine. And so NATO has to bulk up if Russia and just decides to act. Um, same with the the same with Asia Japan's arming up the Philippines are arming up I don't know too much on Cambodia, Laos and uh, Myanmar slash Burma or Thailand South Korea's arming up in just recent news like yeah, I think two days ago or ten days ago North Korea's making threats again pretty much Threatening South Korea. So that's good. That's great. Taiwan, they're hanging on the edge of waiting for China to act. And it sounds like a big giant rant, but, you know, when you put two and two together, you're just like, what is going on here? Um. Next thing I want to point out is um, China's... Weaponry or China's advanced weapon systems. And this is from 2018 information. So I'm just going to run through this list here and hopefully maybe something sticks out to you. Um, so we have anti access slash aerial, uh, area denial, anti air warfare, aero engineer uh, co- uh, corporations. Air Force Research Laboratory, Artificial Intelligence, Augmented Reality, Anti-Satellites, Anti-Ship Ballistic Missiles, Anti-Submarine Warfare, Autonomous Underwater Vehicles, Aviation Industry, uh, Corporations, and I'm going to butcher these words, but these are the high-tech companies, and the three high-tech companies in China. Baidu, B-A-I-D-U, Alibaba, interesting, and Tencent, T-E-N-C-E-N-T. It's interesting Alibaba shows up on there. Um, Beyond line of sight, um, ballistic missile defense, command, control, communications, computer information slash intelligence, surveillance, target acquisition, and reconnaissance. Um, China's Aerospace Science and Technology Company. Um, obviously, the Chinese Communist Party. That's a big one. Um, China's uh, Electronic Technology Group co- com, um, Corporations. Committees on the Foreign Investments in the United States. Commercially hosted infra- infrared. Oh, infrared payload. Close in close in weapon systems, Central Military Commission, Civil mil- Military Interrogation, China um China National Space Administration, Commercial Aircraft Cooperation of China, Concepts of Operation, China Shipbuilding Industry, SAT uh, More Shipbuilding Industry. Oh, interesting. US defense. Advanced Research Projects Agency. Why does that show up there? Uh, Department of Defense. Okay, let's keep going here. Um, I'm trying to look for weapons here, or what their weapons are. Maybe, oh, that's probably why those are there. They are trying to probably weaponize things against us too. And other countries, potentially. Uh, Defense Innovation Unit Experimental. Electromagnetic, electromagnetic launcher. Uh, electronic warfare free electron laser interesting ground effect unmanned aerial vehicles global positioning systems geosynchro geosynchro space situational awareness program high altitude long endurance hypersonic air breathing weapon concept air breathing weapon Okay. Hypersonic glide vehicles. Hypersonic international flight research experimentation. High-speed maneuvering weapons. Hypervelocity projectiles. Intelligence community. Intercontinental ballistic missiles. Improvised explosive devices. IEDs. Uh, next page here. Integrated electronic power systems, intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance, target acquisition and reconnaissance, kinetic energy anti satellite, low earth orbit, DARPA magn- magneto hydrodynamic explosive munitions weapon, medium altitude long endurance, maneuverable re entry vehicles. Main battle tank. Maximum gross takeoff weight. Oh, that's an interesting word. <sighs> Ministry of Industry and Information Technology. Mixed ownership reform. Ministry of Science and Technology. I wonder why they have kilowatt and megawatt in there. Um, so, um, um, before I continue here, I want to uh, state they have different branches of their military services. They have and I'm gonna describe them for you why, why I'm at it. So they have the army, which is the PLAA play, and their description is they play an irreplaceable role in maintaining China's national sovereignty, security, and development interests, and compromises, maneuver operations, border and coastal defenses, and the garrison forces under the PLAA. There are five TC, whatever TC means army commands in G Zhe, Zhejiang oh the Zhejiang military command and the Tibet military command the ETC army has under it the 71st 72nd and 73rd group armies the STC army has the 74th and the 75th group armies the WTC army has the 77- Oh, this is Hurting my brain just reading it. Has the 76th and the 77th group armies. The NTC army has the bubble. Well, okay. So 78, 79, and the 80th group armies. And the CTC army has the. Okay. That's very descriptive. I'll probably skip the doodads um, when I read the other ones. We have the. They have their navy. The PLAN has a very important standing in the overall configuration of China's national security and development. It comprises submarines, surface ships, aviation, marine, and coastal defense forces. Under the PLAN, there are the ETC Navy, it's called the Donghai, the Donghai Fleet, the STC Navy, the Nanhai Fleet, the NTC Navy, the... Bay High Fleet and the Plan Marine Corps. Also, oh, they have a Marine Corps too. Interesting. Under the TC Navies, there are naval bases, submarines, and flotillas, surfaces, ships, flotillas, and av- aviation brig- uh, brigades. Their Air Force, the PLAAF. Plays a crucial role in the overall national security and military strategy. It comprises the aviation of airborne, ground-to-air missiles, radar, e- ECM, and communication forces under the PLAAF. There are five TC Air Force commands and one of the airborne cor- uh, airborne corpses uh, corp. Under the T- uh, TC Air Forces, there are air bases, aviation. Uh, brigades, divisions, ground-to-air missiles, brigades, divisions, and radar brigades. Rocket Force. That one is the Rocket Force. I'm very interested in learning more about because it's kind of a unique name. Um, the PLR, PLARF plays a critical role in maintaining China's national sovereignty and the security, and it compromises, comprises nuclear missiles, conventional missiles, and support forces. And subordinate missile bases, in line with the strategic requirements of having both nuclear and conventional capabilities in deterring wars in all battle spaces. The PLR, PLARF in enhancing its credible and reliable capabilities of nuclear deterrence and counterstrike strengthens an intermediate and long-range precision strike force, and enhancing strategic counterbalance capabilities so as to build a strong and modernized rocket force. Kind of a cool symbol. Kind of like just shows a, uh, a rocket shooting up with a star in the center of it and has smoke to the left and to the right. But it almost kind of represents like curvy wings. Uh, their next group, strategic support force. The PLA SSF SSF uh, Is a new type of combat force for safeguarding national security, an important driver for the growth of new combat capabilities. It is comprised supporting forces for the battlefield environment and information communications, information security, and new technology testing in line with the strategic requirements of integrating uh, existing systems and aligning civil and military endeavors. The PLASSF is seeking to achieve big development strides to key areas to accelerating the integrated development of new type combat forces so as to build a strong and modernized strategic support force. Two more groups here. The People's Armed Police Force. The PAP shoulders important responsibilities in safeguarding national security, social stability, and the public well-being China has adopted the CMC, PAP troops, leadership and commanding systems with the basic duties and nature of the PAP underchanged. Unchanged. The PAP is not the force of structure of the PLA. The PAP, Borders Defense, Firefighting, Security Guard forces have been decommissioned. The Coast Guard under the leadership of the state Oceanic administration has been transferred to the PAP. The PAP Gold Mine Forest and Hydroelectricity Forces have been reorganized into a specialized force of non active service under corresponding state authorities. Meanwhile, the PAP custom Guard forces um, have been withdrawn in the in this way. The leadership, management, and command employ. Employment of the PAP has become more coherent following adjustments and recognition. The PAP is mainly composed of Internal Security Corps, the Mobile Corps, and the Coast Guard. So it's pretty much National Guard. Um, And then you have their other National Guard which is called Reserve Force. Um, The Reserve Force is an armed organization composed of the people, not released from their regular work, an assistant and backup force of the PLA. The reserve force is tasked with participating in socialist modernizing drive, drive performing combat and readiness support, and defense operations, helping maintain social order and participating in emergencies, rescue, and disaster relief operations. Yeah, so they're they handle some details um yeah there's there's a lot here and I've you know you ran my mouth on this and I apologize but it, it's something I'm really interested in learning about and it's concerning it really is concerning because it just feels like the gaps are closing in and maybe I'm thinking about this way too much um. But it seems like you can't go a century without some war happening. And it's inevitable. And, um, and it seems like you know, if there is some form of destiny to a nation for its time in the sun and when it fades from when, it, when it's time to set as a nation. It's dissension, and then it comes up with a new banner. And it comes up with another new banner with new policies and new governments and then mainly the people pay the price. Every nation has paid the price for its flag to be changed and its laws and its way of life, its culture. It all changes. And, you know, if you read Carl von Clausewitz or The Art of War, um, kind of paints a picture of things like this. When you see all these YouTube videos or all these shorts that show up on your Facebook or Instagram or you see the media like CNN, Fox News, SNBC, all these news news articles that Either I've never heard of before or you know they just they just show up like it's just so much noise and um, gets old probably rambling amount it does it gets old too but you know if if one of the things I saw is they have a shortage or people are not wanting they're having issues with recruiting which it seems you know a lot of groups are having issues recruiting, and maybe we've become wise as a, as people, including them and maybe other people around the world that you know we're sick of it. like World War one was a good example of like, what are we dying for? like the expansion of our nation to who who wants to wear the pants? who who wants world domination, who wants to? Um, have dominion over land air and sea who needs, who gets to get the resources acquisition of resources who becomes a, um, a, what's the right word to use an estate uh, a province pretty much the servitude of a bigger of a bigger force um the tide always ebbs and flows and it always changes from when the moon rises, when the sun sets, when it's at meridian height, you know, it's, when is their time and our time in the sun coming to an end and what do we have to show for it in the name of history? What's, what's the point? Because when you show the events that transpired in history, you have somebody else writing about it and writing their version of that story. And then you have the revisionists. And then you have the revisionists of the revisionists. And then you have the propagandists that cluttered up saying you know, they fought valiantly and they were determined and they were this and they were that. And you know, what if what if you took historians from the opposite end and put it into your school books? These guys murdered these amount of people and citizens and babies. They are all baby killers. They're all this. They're all that. There's so much noise and history and history that probably didn't exist or it did exist in a small percentage but it doesn't, when it doesn't meet that requirement of the nation's percentage rec- um, want of that, uh, things that have transpired during those events, they're like, yeah, throw it under the rug. That's just part of war. That just happened. We had it. We, we try to, we have these policies that we abide by, but, you know, it happens here and there with our soldiers. I really am going on a tangent. And I'm sorry. Um, I would like to read. Next. um, Next part here. Um, I was looking at. It's China's allies. And like who. Who are China's allies. Like there. There are. Opposing their supporting forces, that are kind of what who are their like diplomatic relations with? I don't know how strong they are, I don't even know if this is accurate information. But their relations, um, which I'll name this list here, um, starts off with Hong uh, Hong Kong, and Antigua, if I pronounce that right. Um, Barbuda, Bahrain, Belarus, uh, Burundi, uh, Cambodia, Cameroon, Central African Republic, Comoros, Congo-Brazzaville, uh, Cuba, Djibouti, uh, Dominican, uh, Dominica, Egypt, um, Equilateral Guinea, Eritrea, Gabon, Gambia, Guinea, uh, oh no, that's Guyana, Guyan, and then Guyana-Biseu. I'm really butchering these words. I am so sorry. Um, Iran, Iraq, Kuwait, Laos, Lebanon, Lesotho, Mauritania. Never heard of that one. Morocco, Mozambique, Bik, Mozambique, Myanmar, Nepal, Nicar- Nicaragua, Niger, North Korea, Oman, Pakistan, Palestine, Papua New Guinea, Saudi Arabia, Sierra Leone, Somalia, South Sudan, Sri Lanka, Sudan, uh, Suriname, Syria, Tajik Tajikistan, Tajikistan. I am so sorry. Togo, uh, United Arab Empire, um, Venezuela, Yemen, Zambia, and Zimbabwe. Um, with all that being said, and I've heard this from other sources too, that a lot of influence in uh, China and Africa has been um, a lot of integration in trade. And and when I mentioned earlier about the debt debt stuff, And I think that's what it is. Buy it for cheap, where you can utilize and weaponize land and have a stake in that country's um, um, political and cultural um, structure. So what I mean by that, there's a few games that I've played and they've painted a good picture of how things work. Um, There's one game called Anno, A-N-N-O, there's one called 2077 and or 2070. And then they have another one like Anno 1800 or Anno 1404. That's a world building game where you colonize a con- uh, island, an island continent, um, build a city and metropolis, but you trade with other groups and you deal with corsairs like pirates and you. Um, Your way of developing is through trade when eventually you get spices from another culture that you're not familiar with. Like 1404, that one's about like the Crusaders and the um, Islamic groups. And um, where I'm trying to get at is with, with relations that China has with mostly Africa. Is there's an option in Anno where you can um, lobby yourself to claim proper or claim um, a role in that island? So you spend a certain amount of money and you get to have a, a partial say in what goes on with it. And that goes for any type of group too. So like if you have an organization with multiple random people, but you're lobbied in where you can bring in more of your friends and more of your friends and you all have the same similar agenda. And then when you have enough people, you can override and overpower the voting. So if you, you pretty much debunked the whole voting thing and you had your group overrun it. And so now you get to decide the factor. And my, my my thoughts are that's what's going to happen and that's probably what is happening is with all these other countries whether it's second world third world or first world it has a and st- China has a stake in these and that's something we gotta uh, if the. US has to watch out for. Is all these points of um, locations were fields of? I am having bad trouble with my word. It's probably bedtime. Um, <laughs> where we're butting head, we could potentially butt heads with them. Um, the opposing groups um, would be Australia, Austria. Belgium, Belize, Canada, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, France, Iceland, Ireland, Germany, Japan, Latvia, Lichtenstein, Liechtenstein, Lithuania, Luxembourg, Marshall Islands, Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, P-A-L-L-U, Palau, Palau, P a l a u, Palau. Slovakia, Slovenia, uh, Sweden, Switzerland, and the UK. You know, this... Yeah, I'm probably just going on a tangent here. If we were to go to war with them, we would both suffer things immensely beyond you know beyond military strength when I read all those things earlier about um, materials that we get imports from if we were to declare war and they start you know raising tariffs or they cancel all shipping that do if if they're more if um, they have a backing of funds that can reassure that they could pull out trade and just deal with someone else or, you know, redirect their power and supply lines anywhere else besides the U.S., then we're screwed. Unless we have a backing to fulfill the needs and uh, the demands of all those products, like all the plastics that are in your video games, the, the ceramics in your plates and whatnot, great, we we can probably stand as a sovereign state. But when we're so much in debt to them and they start buying up our land as terms of concessions, we're allowing the opposition to have a foothold in our land. And when you have an open border, what, what are you allowing into that open border? It's almost like drinking from the tap. From a pipe that's been there for a hundred years, it's not been maintained. You finally, when you're looking at the tap water, you're finding iron, potentially mercury, and all those other chemicals that and metals, heavy metals that might hurt you. And that's kind of like a bad metaphor, but what I'm trying to get at is, and this I guess this is my my personal thoughts on open border, but you're allowing different things to come into the states. And immigration is cool and all that. I'm not against immigration. But when you allow people that are not registered to have voting rights, to have more money, free money go than the regular ordinary person who is a taxpayer, and all the taxpayers have to compensate for the water, the electricity, the housing, and all the other materials that are funding for this overflow of population, and we're just building apartments like no other, flooding, and then you allow them to have voting rights and medical stuff, and the ones who suffer the most are the taxpayers. And... You know, that you're, you're turning a country inside out. And when you turn a country inside out, like the French Revolution, you have a French re- Revolution, a lot of people die, and a lot of people, there's a lot of famine. There's a, Things can turn inside out real quick when things start to implode. It's kind of like detonating a whole uh, all the ammunition in a ship just destroys everything and the whole ship will sink and then you'll have a new regime come into the come into the fold, a new form of government, you'll have a Napoleon and you'll have a lot of dead people. and then you'll have a standstill and then you'll have influences from other countries come in and think they have a stake in the influence of how your policies and the amendments work and your human rights what what poison do you want to pick what what laws do you want recognized for yourself among your peers and what rights do you want to keep and how many times is are you going to allow bad things to happen and then they weaponize those bad things to happen and use it against you for more bad things to happen school shootings for example the drug industry is an example all the drugs that keep pouring in the war on drugs is full of shit and then you have we keep purchasing them and selling it to our own people poisoning our own people you have an issue about lobbying for drugs but or but you, you're fine with lobbying against that for alcohol weird kind of weird how that works But the pharmaceutical industry, what I'm trying to say is, and I'm saying that a lot, but you have so many things that are, it's corrupt in some form or way. And it's debunking sovereignty and institutions. So if you have all these threats in the world that we seem to not even think about, like we forgot about Maui. What happened to the people of Maui? You know how much money we sent to Ukraine, but we only sent very little to Maui? What support groups went? We just completely forgot about them. The war in Ukraine, you know, after all this other stuff happens, like, eh, no, no, it's happening. We're just sending money to them anyways. Israel, they're always being attacked throughout all, even before 1949. They're just, all the time. But for some reason, it's a foothold in the Middle East, so. There's more details to that, but... It's kind of... It's it's a messed up world, and... um, I don't know what we're going to do about it. I think the first step is retaining our morals. Don't let this... um, Going back to trying, you know, actually working, putting your hands to work. Having side hustles is awesome. I support having side hustles. But it's sad that we have to have side hustles in order to make a living. It sucks that, you know, working the eight-hour shift is not enough. It sucks that the call... People forget about the trade schools. Go to trade schools, you know. It's a, it's a good start for a living. I don't know. Like, there's a. It's a lot of work and time and patience going into the, the college industry and how much debt that's involved. I, in my personal opinion: pay for thing, pay for everything out of pocket. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry. Cough. Uh, that's not about this subject. What? If we are going to be in a war, a real war, like World War Three type of stuff that I keep hearing all the time, we have to get our shit together. As a nation, for one another, loving one another, and find, find some unity with different ethnicities, different races. Different cultures being able to respect them and have boundaries without having uh, to resort to aggression or uh, attacking people in some form of way. Re establishing sovereignty and not allowing internal, foreign, and domestic aggressors that play the passive aggressive warfare that's been that have been doing that for a long time to destroy our country, to destroy our Bill of rights, to destroy our amendments, to destroy our constitution because they're doing that and they're slipping in evil policies that bypass, What we strive to retain. Voting. Truly does matter. Or maybe it doesn't matter. Since they rig the game anyways. And that is wrong. Anyways. Going on a um, rambling tangent here. I hope this uh, episode was. Enlightening to you. Despite it's ramblings and rants on friggin' what products the China China in exports to us. That's a long one. But with all that being said, um, prepare for the future. Food storage. Weapons, ammunition. Um Readiness for emergencies, 72-hour kit, or more than a 72-hour kit. Try and save for paying your renter bills um, for six months, six months or more, being able to, just in case if you break a leg or you get laid off, or we have another 2008, um... You know, there's so many things that can happen. We're one car wreck from being indebted. Be prepared. Be ready. Love thy neighbor. Do good for society. Do charity work. Help people out. And remember your rights and defend them. God bless America.